high-five somebody and be seated this morning. Encourage somebody. Say a good word to somebody. We're on a series called Forward. 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 And um, we're talking about 2018 is going to be a year of good things. I said 2018 is going to be a year of good Good things. Not just mediocre things, not just the same old, same old kind of things, but good things. Can everyone say good things? Good things. things. And so we're wrapping it up this morning. We've been talking about this for the last two weeks, and, um, and this is our third week. The first week we talked about hints. We gave you hints. Anybody like hints? Yep. We gave you some hints on, um, you know, moving forward. What does moving forward look like? What, is it, what does it entail? What could it look like in your life? And so we talked about that in week number one. Um, last week, we talked about goals. Everyone say goals. You know, goals can seem boring. Goals can seem like, you know, kind of like a boring deal. But we talked about vision drives our goals. Can you say that with me? Vision drives our goals. We talked about discipline, and discipline supports our goals. Say that. Discipline supports our goals. And then we talked about motivation, and motivation fuels your goals. Say that with me. Motivation fuels your goals. And then we gave you five keys to great goals. Five keys to great goals. This morning, this morning, we are going to talk to you about habits that move you forward. Habits are a big deal. Does anybody have habits in here this morning? Every one of us in this room have habits. And this is going to be a really, really helpful, good, awesome message for you concerning habits. Let's look at a couple scriptures. In Job chapter 17, verse number 9, it says, The righteous shall move onward and forward. Onward and forward. Not backwards. Come on. The righteous shall move onward. Say onward. Onward and forward. Onward and forward. Those with pure hearts shall become stronger and stronger. And then in Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, this was one of our key verses. It says, God is beckoning us. In other words, he's inviting us. He's calling us. God is beckoning us onward. Onward to Jesus. Onward to his plan. Onward to his purpose. God is beckoning us. And then he says, I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. How many are ready to hear about habits that move us forward? We're going to get into that. Habits that move us forward. You know, whenever Jesus taught, whenever he was speaking to the people around him, he would always say things that would propel us to do something that was beneficial to moving forward. And it usually involved an action step. Let me just give you a few examples. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus says, Come, 
and follow me. Come yep. and follow me. Not just today, but every day. Not just right now, but always. Follow me. Follow my path. Follow my ways. Follow my teachings. In other words, here's a good habit. Amen? Yeah. Come and follow me. Then in John chapter 8, he says, go and sin no more. Yeah. So he's telling us, make this a habit. Sin is a deadly thing, so make it a habit to avoid sinful behavior. Yeah. Go and sin no more. Not just once, but all the time. Not just today, but every day. In yeah. other words, make it a habit. Amen? Yeah. Then in John chapter 13, he says, love one another. Yeah. Not just the people that are lovable, not just when it's easy, not just when you've got that love and feeling. Yeah, but not just in the good times. All, right, all the time. In other words, develop a habit of loving people. Yeah. Then in Matthew 5, you'll that. see he really ups the challenge. He really steps up the challenge, and he says, man, if someone takes your coat, give them your shirt also. If someone asks you to go one mile, go another one. In other words, what's he doing? He's challenging us to go the extra mile. He's challenging us to go above and beyond. In fact, he's challenging us to make that a habit in our life. You know, in a world where most people are inclined to do just the bare minimum, just what's expected of them, yeah. Jesus compels us farther. Jesus is calling us higher. Yeah. He's challenging us to develop a habit of going above and beyond. Amen? Amen. Everyone say second mile. Second mile. You know, God wants us to go the second mile. Don't just Good. go one, but go the second mile. Come on. Go over and above. Amen? Yes. And then in Matthew chapter 7, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, it says, whoever hears these words of mine and puts them in into practice, Come on. whoever hears these words of mine, he didn't stop there. Right. He said, and. Everyone say, and. And, and puts them into practice. Whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. In other words, develops a habit. Right. You're not just hearing. Whoever hears these words of mine and develops a habit of, of you know, doing my word. Right. That person, it says, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock, storms came, and the house stood strong. The house stood strong. You guys, there will be storms in your life. I'm not telling you that if you just hear the words of Jesus and you do them, that there will be no storms. But there will be some storms in your life. But I like what he says. Whoever hears these words of mine and practices them, develops habits, that person is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Storms came and the house stood strong. I love that. In other words, that person has you know, an enduring life, that person has a stable. How many of you want a stable life? Okay, I'm, I'm really glad five of you would like a stable life. How many really would like a stable life? A strong life? An enduring life? Right here? It's not just those that hear the word. 
but it's actually putting it into practice. Putting it into practice. Making a habit out of it. Here's a powerful truth that I want you to write down. When God is calling us forward, it will always involve some sort of a habit change. When God is calling us forward, it'll always involve some sort of a habit change. You guys, you've got to understand and you've got to believe that God is beckoning you forward. Yep. Come on. He's beckoning you. He's calling you. He's inviting you forward. And so it's going to involve some sort of a habit change. In church, there are all kinds of habits. I mean, there are eating habits. We have sleeping habits. We have drinking habits. We have financial habits. We have speaking habits. We have driving habits. We have dressing habits. Uh-huh. Right. We have relaxing habits. Uh-huh. We have working habits. We all have habits. Church, every one of us here have good habits, and we've got bad habits. Can you say amen? Church, every one of us in this room have habits that are going to help us, and we've got habits that are going to hinder us. See, not all your habits are bad, but not all your habits are good. You know, this is a big deal because research shows us that our behaviors come, 40% of our behavior comes from our habits. That's almost half. That's almost, so your habits are a big deal. Your habits are a big deal. And, and yet, habits isn't something that we necessarily hear a lot about. We don't hear a lot of messages on, on habits, yet our habits are a big deal. I want you to have one of the best years ever. I want your life to be amazing. But it's going to take some habit changes. Going to take some action. So we're going to share with you six things. And these six things are going to be really awesome. And really, if you will take a hold of these six things, um, you, will, you will love it and your life will never be the same. And so here are, here are some really powerful thoughts concerning habits that you're going to love. You ready? Number one. This is really important. Old habits will hinder new life. Old habits, Old habits hinder new life. Yeah. Old habits have a way of holding you hostage. Yeah. They have a way of holding you back. They hinder you from moving forward. They keep you from advancing. Let me give you an example that I read about from an author I know named Catherine Marshall. She shares about a time in her life as a writer where she felt like she was not moving forward. She felt stalled. She felt like her creative ideas seemed stifled. Her ideas seemed to waver. And she felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking to her about going on a fast from criticism because she had a habit of being critical. So she decided she would obey that. She'd obey the Holy Spirit. And she made a decision, no more criticism, 
no critical comments, not one critical word. And, and she decided to journal this, this journey of fasting from criticism. Yeah, fasting so, from yeah. criticism. So she writes about her first day where she went to lunch with some of her friends. And as she listened to their conversation, she realized how much she had to stay silent. Mm. She really didn't have a lot to contribute. She couldn't really contribute a lot to the conversation because the language was mostly critical. So she began to realize that criticism actually becomes a language. Wow. And many speak it fluently. Wow. It just kind of flows naturally from their mouth. I mean, think about that for a minute just right now with where we're at in our world and our culture. We live in a very critical world, especially when it comes to politics, but when it comes to every area, whether it's the school system yeah. or the justice system or the police or the preachers or the churches or whatever it is, yep, the health on. system. I mean, what if instead of jumping on that bandwagon, we decided to embrace the language of gratitude? What if we, the church, the people of God, decided to speak fluently that language of praise? Yeah. You know what? If we created a new habit of only speaking life, I believe it would open up new life. In fact, she wrote that very day that she had refrained from criticism. That afternoon, she had a very clear and positive vision wow. for the next step of her life. In one day, just from refraining from criticism. It's like her spirit broke free. It's like her, her mind was clear, the creativity opened up, and she suddenly realized that that old habit of being critical was actually hindering new life. It was wow. hindering new ideas. It was wow. hindering new creativity in her life. So she realized that her critical nature had been holding her back, and she wow. decided to start a new habit of speaking the language of gratitude. Yeah, this but is you a know, big when, deal. when she decided to obey God and submit herself to what she felt God was calling her to do, it opened up a, a whole world of opportunities. It opened up the door for her to see new vision clearly, to see something fresh, to see something greater. So my prayer for you today is whatever that old habit is for you, because for all of us, it's going to be something different. So whatever that old habit is for you, whether it's an anger habit, a worry habit, a gossip habit, a laziness habit, fighting habit, bad eating habit, hanging with the wrong people habit, whatever it is for you, that you would realize that God is beckoning you away from old and into something new. In fact, that's what he says in Colossians chapter 3. He says, put off the old and put on the new. the new. Why? Because old habits hinder, hinder new, new life. life. That Amen? is an awesome point because it, so, it is so true. It is so easy to be critical. Yes. Critical, you know, speaking critical at lunch and with our friends and when we're together. And it's, it's amazing. And if you did fast from being critical... And, and then you did actually speak up and say something positive amongst all those critical people? Yikes. I know. Because it, it's, like, it, it's like everybody stops in their tracks because they don't know how to respond to your pos positivity. It's true. It's weird. It's like awkward. It feels foreign to Awkward. What do you mean you're not participating in this bad language? Or this gossip. Yeah, or this negative 
it gets awkward. It's weird. And yet, it stifled her creativity. And so when she changed it, and, and so church, get a hold of that. Number two, write this down. All of you are one habit. Everyone say one habit. All of you are one habit away from a new life. Every single one of you are one habit, just one habit away from a new life. I mean, this author had no idea how that small little change of just not being critical would make such a big difference, a huge difference in her life. Yeah. Her whole creativity changed. Yep. True. One, habit. one habit. Church, some of you are just one habit. Everyone say one habit. Every one of you are just one habit away from experiencing new life, fresh life, a, a, a less weightier life. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, a, a lighter on the soul type of life. Some of you are just one habit away from that deep and liberating work of God in your life. Let me tell you, God's ready. God's ready to to guide you. God's ready to beckon you. He's been calling you. He's been inviting you. God's ready. Are you ready to listen? Are you ready to change? Here's a really good truth. This, you know, just hit me as I was putting this together and this point together. It's like the Spirit of God just dropped this into my spirit. Listen to this. God changes your heart, but it's up to you to change your habits. Wow, that is true. Only God can Everyone say, wow. wow. Church, God changes your heart, yes. but it's up to you to change your habits. It's up to you to change your habits. Come on. Come on. Are you hearing me? I mean, you and I have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to change our habits. God changes our hearts, but we change our habits. We change our habits. Amen? Here's another one, number three. Let me give you this one. When you change your habits... By improving them, you literally change your life. So true. Yeah. When Very you nice. change your habits yep. by improving them, yep. you literally change your life. Change your life. Think about that. When you change your habits by improving your habits, you literally change your life. Everyone say, wow. wow. It's true. You know, a change of habit, you guys, can qualify you for a promotion in your life. Yeah. A change of habit. Just, just one, one change, change of habit change. can qualify yeah. you for a promotion true. in your life. Some of you have been wanting a promotion. What have you done to deserve a promotion? What have you done to prove you're ready for a promotion? What have you done? What have you changed? 
If you want something you've never had, you've got to do something you've never done. You know, as a leader, as a boss, I've been a, I've been a boss now um, for, for over 30 years, 30, th- going on like 34 years, I've had employees. Um, so I've been an employer, I've been a leader, I've been a boss. Um, one of the most challenging things for me, and I think some of you are going to be able to uh, relate to what I'm saying, especially you you leaders, especially you employers. One of the most challenging things is where do you find really good people with really good habits? Where do you find really good people with really good habits? I'm talking about good habits like dependability. Come on. Good work habits. Good dependability. It's a good habit. Yes. I'm talking about good habits like finding self-starters. Yes. Self-starters? Yes. Not somebody you got to poke and move and cheer on every, every other day or every other week or every other month. They're self-starters. Come on. Yeah. Or maybe problem solvers. Yes. Woo! Wouldn't that be awesome? To be surrounded by problem solvers. Where do you find really good people with really good habits? What about where do you find those second milers? Where do you find those people that will go the second mile? Not not just doing what's expected, but going over and above. Right. Right. It's hard to find. Come on, you guys. Now, I know it's probably really quiet in here because most of you aren't employee, employers, you're employees, and you're sitting there thinking, hmm, am I a second miler? Am I dependable? Am I, uh, am I a self-starter? Hmm, am I a problem solver? Hmm. You know, where do you find those people that'll actually take hold of something like it's their own? Not like they're just working for somebody. But like, they really, this is something they own. And they really want to do something with it. Where do you find those people? Let me tell you, you could be just one habit away just one habit away from catching the eye of somebody in your life. Catching the eye of somebody that's in your life. Let me even take this a little further. If you'll just form some healthy and good habits, I believe doors will open for you. You guys, honestly, I honestly believe that if, I would say if, if you will just form some healthy and some good habits, doors will open for you. If some of you will just make a shift, doors will open for you. 
if some of you would just become this person that I'm describing. Create some good habits. Create some healthy habits. Go the second mile. Let me tell you something. You will be blessed. Be a problem solver. You will be blessed. Be a self-starter. You will be. You will have opportunities. Some of you have been looking, God, where's the favor? God, where's the favor of God? Where's the favor of man? You become a self-starter. You get some good habits in your life. I'm telling you, the favor of God will open up to you and the favor of man will open up to you. Can somebody say amen? I mean, that's good stuff right there. I don't care what you all think, but I think that is really awesome right there. Some of you have been looking for your breakthrough. You've been looking for things to open up for you. You've been looking for that promotion, but you're not doing a darn thing. You keep on doing the same old, same old. You still, you might get pumped up for a week or two, but then you're right back into your slump again. If you're going to be a self-starter, then be a self-starter. If you're going to be a problem solver, then be a problem solver. Be self-motivated. I'm telling you, doors will open up. Some of you need to change that habit in you. Just poking you a little bit. I'm not mad at you. I'm just wanting the best for you. All right. All right, my turn. Number four. (laughs) Just a little passionate. Here we go. You ready? A new habit can open doors to better relationships. All right, there you in go. Your life. A new habit can open doors to better relationships in your life. Think about this. I believe that there are people right now that are not in your life that you need Ooh. in your life. Yeah, I love that. They're beneficial people, good people, people that will help you, but they're staying away because they're not, they don't like being around the whiny. You're griping. They don't like being around the whiny, wah, wah, wah stuff. Yeah. And so they're more of the woo-hoo kind of person. And so as soon as that habit changes, you watch, they're just waiting to march into your life and bring some light Woo. and bring some hope. I love it. And bring it. some encouragement. Yes. And bring some words of faith. But your negative habit is keeping them out. So sometimes you need a new habit and it will open up the door for new people to come into your life. Are you hearing me? I could use some new people in my life. So when you start a habit of being positive, guess what? Positive people are going to begin to flow into your life. I love it. When you develop a habit of being full of faith, guess what? Faith-filled people are going to come. When you develop a habit of being passionate for the things of God and for church and for worship and for prayer, guess what? You're going to attract other people who are also passionate for the things of God. They're going to come into your life. They're going to attach themselves to you. They're going to be around you. They're going to want to be around you. And that passion is going to feed on that passion, and it's going to grow. And so if you need some new influence, maybe it's time to start a new habit. If you feel like you need some new positive friends around, then maybe it's time to start a new habit because new habits can really open up doors to better relationships. Amen? That's good. Next point. You do that point. Next point. Here we go. I get the next one. New habits. Well, maybe I should do this one. No. I really preached it last. Okay. (laughs) New habits can strengthen your relationship with God. All right. New habits 
They really can't. They can strengthen your relationship with God. Now, we know from reading his word that he's got good plans for us. We say that scripture a lot. We all know Jeremiah 20, 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you. But did you know that in the New King James, it actually says, I know the thoughts I think toward you. Did you know God's thinking of you right now? And the Bible says the thoughts that he thinks towards you are thoughts of peace, not evil. Wow. To give you fut a future and a hope. Oh, That's yeah. the kind of thoughts he's thinking about you. Thoughts of peace. Thoughts of good. Yeah. Thoughts of a future. Yeah. So as we develop a habit of reading that and reading his word and meditating on scriptures and meditating on promises and spending time in his word, now your spirit is full of peace. Your mind is full of hope. See, what happens is when your thoughts become connected with his thoughts, they become full of hope. When your thoughts become connected with his thoughts, they become full of peace. Why? Because that's what his thoughts are towards you. Now, many times when we start talking about discipline and spiritual life and spending time in the word and getting in the word and prayer, a lot of times people feel like, man, I just don't have the time. I just don't have the discipline or it's just too hard. It's just too difficult. You mean well, but the day goes by and before you know it, there's no time left. You're exhausted and now yeah. you're on this guilt trip. But I just want to challenge you with this belief right here. Investing small amounts of time over a period of time, will accumulate over time. Wow. Now think about that for just a minute. Investing small amounts of time over a period of time will accumulate over time. I mean, just think of our snowstorms, those small little snowflakes. If they keep falling and falling consistently over a period of time, pretty soon what happens? They yeah, accumulate. 17 inches. <laughs> exactly. From little tiny snowflakes. Yes. So when it comes time to spending time in God's word, just start small. Don't beat yourself up and feel like, man, I wanted to spend an hour. And No, just start small. Yep. Just start with even five minutes every day. I think everybody can do that. Five minutes. Because you know I why? I want to say five minutes. Five minutes every day equals 35 minutes every week. Wow. And 35 minutes every week equals up to over two hours every month. So see, small amounts of time. Five minutes. Accumulated over time will accumulate much. So small amounts of time over a period of time Everyone will say five minutes. Accumulate. Five minutes. I mean five minutes. Five minutes a day. Five minutes. Five. Five. Okay. Now, we didn't say okay, we an hour. It. We said five minutes. <laughs> A day turns into 35 minutes a week, turns into over two, over hours. two hours every month. Every month. Yeah. I you mean, some it. of you, you, you go, do that. I could never spend two hours in the Word every month. If you just spent five minutes a day. Yeah. I'm going to say five minutes. Five minutes. I don't think you're getting this. <laughs> 
I mean, this is really exciting. I think I'm going to start spending five minutes a day in the Word of God. There you go. I think you can do that. I think you've been doing that for quite a long time, actually. Praise the Lord. But really, and today it's even more easier than ever. I didn't even get into that first service, but I mean, there's Bible apps. The Bible app. Where you can actually push a button and they will read the Bible to you every day. I mean, you don't even have to open it up and read it. I mean, it is so available for us today. The Bible app. the, The point is, I want you to realize you become what you repeatedly do. I love it. It's not what we do once. It's what we do consistently that becomes a habit. See, the power of habits is experiencing what we do repeatedly over time. I mean, you didn't become addicted to coffee because of one drink of coffee. You didn't become... um, in shape because of going to the gym once. Isn't that a bummer? I mean, you didn't, you didn't lose weight because of just, you know, not eating food for one day. No, it's being consistent with healthy choices consistently every day yeah. over a period of time. It accumulates. You don't get to be a great basketball player or a hockey player by doing it once. And so spiritually... It's the same way. When it comes to your spiritual life and your relationship with God, you're not going to be strong in the Word by just reading it once. You're not going to be strong in your spirit by just praying once or, or strong in a worshiper by just worshiping once. No, it's consistently over time. You become strong in your spirit by developing a daily habit yeah. in the Word it accumulates. and consistent prayer. It accumulates. So just start with five minutes and remember how passionate your pastor got about five minutes. And you know what? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, it says this, our inward man is being renewed day by day. Everybody say that with me. Day Day by day. day. Say it again. Day Day by day. day. How is our inward man renewed? Day Day by day. day. That means it's a habit. Every day you're renewing your spirit by spending time in his word. You're renewing your spirit by spending time in prayer. You're renewing your spirit every time you pray in the spirit. That builds up your spirit. That's what the Bible says. In Luke chapter 4, this is interesting, the Bible says Jesus went to the synagogue as was his custom. You know what that means? It was his habit. It's his habit. It was a habit. It was what he did. It was part of who he was. I mean, you can have that once in a while church lifestyle, or you can have that consistent church lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You can have that once in a while tithing thing, or you can have that consistent tithing thing. But you're not going to notice the difference just by doing it every once in a while. It's the daily consistent over time. Wow. Daily consistent over time. I want to encourage you today that this year make that decision, that this year you're moving forward and you're going to develop consistent, everyday, healthy, spiritual habits. Be committed to that. Because when you do, you'll see that it will strengthen your relationship with God. Amen. Amen. Everyone say, wow. Wow. I mean, this is great stuff. One more point. Don't focus on breaking habits. Focus on creating new habits. Creating new ones. Yep. You guys, that's a huge deal right there. That is. Don't focus on breaking your habit. Right. If you focus on just breaking yeah, your habit, 
you will lose the battle. You will lose the battle every single time. Don't focus on breaking habits. Focus on creating new habits. Don't focus on breaking. I got to break that. I got to break that. I got to get rid of that habit. I got to stop that habit. You will lose the battle if all you're doing is focusing on stopping. Focus on creating new habit. Focus on creating a healthier habit. Focus on starting a good habit. Focus on replacing the bad habit with a better habit. Are you hearing me? You know, rather than being critical, don't focus on not being critical. Focus on literally pushing yourself to speak a different language. Let me say that again. If, you're, if you tend to be a critical person, don't focus on not being critical. You'll lose that battle. You have got to push yourself to speak a different language. You've got to push yourself to speak a positive word. You've got to, you know, push yourself to speak an encouraging word, an uplifting, praiseworthy word. If all you do is focus on not being critical, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. And here, here's the deal. Some of you are very critical of your spouse. Very quiet. <laughs> but some of you are very critical of your spouse. I mean, you speak negative of your spouse. You speak down of your spouse. You speak critical of your spouse. You're, you're continually speaking critical of your spouse. Oh, that idiot. Oh, she's never, you know, blah. I don't think you and I have ever spoke critical of each other. I, I, I honestly cannot remember ever. It, it's, I can't remember. I'm sure I have, but I can't remember ever speaking to any of you or anybody, a critical word of my wife. Right. Like, right. You I just don't do that. Yeah. And she doesn't do that. Well, I've stuck with you for 36 years. Woo. <laughs> I know a good oh, you would have stuck with me anyways. You would have. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just saying, though, we don't do that. Right. We made that and yet, that we I get around some... And they are constantly critical, critical, critical. Right. And you might say, you know what? You don't live with my spouse. That's true. But what if you just started looking and noticing the positives? What if you just started noticing the good, the healthy, the encouraging, the uplifting? Am I talking to anybody this morning? 
listen to what will happen. If you start noticing the good and the healthy, and I, some of you are really uncomfortable right now because you're, you're a critical person and you don't like being challenged at this moment to change your critical attitude. But you just keep on going through 2018 and just keep living the same old, same old, or take what we're saying, make some changes, and change this habit in your life. Church, you will find if you start being positive of your spouse or positive of your church or positive of, of that school teacher or positive... That fault-finding you, that critical you, that negative you will slowly start shrinking. It'll slowly start disappearing. It'll slowly start going away. You know why? Because there's a new you coming out. There's a new you. There's a new you. You're seeing things different. You're believing things different. You're saying things different. You're talking about things different. All I'm doing, you guys, is teaching you Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Do you know what Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 says? It says, whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is of a praise report, whatever is excellent, think on these things. Think on these things. That's a great target. Whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is excellent, yeah. think on these things. Yes, that's a great goal. That's a great target. Yep, that's a great habit. Come I'm going to think it, I'm going to see it, I'm going to say it, I'm going to shout it. Yeah. You know why? Because I want to move forward in 2018. You know why? Because I want to be stronger and stronger yeah. in 2018. Is there anyone else that would say, I want to be stronger and stronger in 2018. I want to move forward in 2018. Come on. That is awesome. Wow, 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 wow. If you would just get a hold of this, it'll change your life. Every day we've got to be partnering with God. Every single day we got to partner with God. We got to partner with his will. We got to partner with his plan. We got to partner with his ways, his calling, his beckoning that is on your life. Is this helping anybody? I just want to encourage every one of you. My challenge to you is to go back to two weeks ago and listen to all three of these teachings one more time. One more time. Because, you guys, your 2018 can be absolutely unbelievable. And if you, if you say, well, I've already heard, heard the message, you know, uh, I'm telling you, you can hear it a second time and hear things you never heard the first time. You could hear it a third time and hear things you never heard the first two times. I'm telling you, it can change your life. How many of you believe God's beckoning you forward? We talked about what it looks like. 
talked about goals that are going to help you move forward. Today we talked about habits that are going to move you forward. Bow your heads with us this morning. Father, we just thank you that this word will not return void in any one of our lives. Lord, I speak forth this morning that this word will take root in people's lives. They will not be able to get it out of their mind. They will not be able to get this out of their head. Because, Lord, we've all got habits that need to change. Lord, every single one of us in this room, including me, have habits that need to change. They're not helping us, they're hindering us. And Lord, I pray that over the next 24 hours, you will be speaking to every single one of us at least one habit in our life that we need to change to help move us forward in 2018. And Lord, I pray that over the next 24 hours, we will not be able to just push it down. But Lord, we are going to hear your beckoning call. And we're going to obey whatever that habit change might be. That will move us forward in 2018. With every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, I just want to ask one question today before we wrap things up. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, I want to give you that opportunity this morning. Maybe you've asked him into your heart, but you haven't really been living with him the center of your life. Start 2018 with him center. You're only you know, a month into it. You're only a month into the new year. You've got 11 months ahead of you. Really make him the center of your life. If you're here this morning, you'd say, Pastor, I want to do that. If you want to give your heart to him for the first time, maybe it's a recommitment, just lift up your head on the count of three. Look at me. Let's make eye contact. I'm going to go across. I'm going to go across the room and I'm going to look for you. If you're looking at me this morning, that's a sign that you are ready to make him Lord. Make him center. One, two, three. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. It's awesome. Praise God. God bless you. That's beautiful. I want everyone in here to, to pray this prayer with me this morning, and especially you that lifted your heads. I see at least seven this morning that lifted their head today, and you're making this commitment to make him the center. But most of all, he, he knows he knows your heart and he knows your, your plan.
Say this with me, all of you. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my healer. Be my deliverer from this day forward. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for rising again. And thank you for living in me. You are the center of my life from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. That's awesome. This habit message is a real, it's a really big deal. Because it's really easy to just go on going through life. And, um, you know, you, you've all heard the saying. It's not my saying. I, I didn't come up with it. I think Mike Murdoch actually came up with it. If you want something you've never had, you got to do something you've never done. If you want something you've never had, you got to do something you've never done. That could be a habit change. This could be a big deal for your life. If you're here today and you have anything in your life that you need some prayer for, we're about ready to close. We're going to close here in about five minutes. But if you've got, you know, maybe you've got a lot of worry going on in your life right now. Maybe maybe you've got some turmoil and some things are, are really restless right now in your life. Maybe Maybe you are carrying the burden of, of somebody else and, um, and you've got a lot of anxiety um, in your heart right now. Um, I want to encourage you to cast your cares on him. And so if you're here today and you need prayer for, for anything, guidance, healing, peace, joy, if you need a financial breakthrough, just stand up if you need prayer this morning, right there at your seat. I'm not going to have you come to the front, but just at your seat. This is a, a, a way we do this here at the church, uh, generally. This is, this is how I like to do it. Because um, sometimes people are, are shy to come forward, but they need prayer, and they want prayer. And so just stand up. It's very safe. Just stand up right there at your seat. You know, if you don't have a lot of peace on the inside right now, if there's something going on in your life that's stealing some of your joy, you need to stand up this morning. You need to stand up. I'm going to pray for you. Pray for peace. Pray for joy. Pray for uh, healing in your life. Anybody else? A lot of people standing. Is there anybody else? Just get in on this prayer. Okay, church, look around. If there's anybody standing and you're just drawn to them and, and you know who they are and they're a friend of yours or, 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 or you, you are more in touch with them and you know exactly what's going on in their life and you want to just stand with them, make your way to them. Feel free to get out of your seat and go over and put your hand on their shoulder or grab their hand this morning. Otherwise, just put out your hands to them. Just put out your hands to them. It's a sign of faith. And just reach out and say, God, touch them in Jesus' name. Father, we lift up every single one of these individuals to you right now. Lord, you know exactly what's going on in every single one of their lives. 
I thank you, Lord, that you are a great and mighty God. You can move mountains. You can calm storms. And I thank you, Lord, for a supernatural touch upon every one of their hearts. We thank you, Father, that you're bringing peace to their circumstance and to their, to their life right now. Lord, you're bringing healing from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. I thank you, Lord, that their bodies are totally lining up with you right now. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, that you're bringing healing to relationships. I thank you, Lord, that you're bringing wisdom to the situation that they're in. I thank you, Father, that you care about our every single need. And we give you glory and honor and praise today. Hallelujah. Lord, minister to every one of them. Now, everybody that's standing and everybody that will come in agreement, I want you to just begin to say, thank you, Lord, for moving on my heart, moving in my circumstance. Just say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you is a sign of faith. Thank you is like saying, thank you, Lord, that you're bringing peace. Thank you, Lord, that you're bringing healing. Thank you, Lord, that you're bringing uh, wisdom into my circumstance in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody, give the Lord a big praise. Let's all stand this morning. Come on, let's stand. Come on, give the Lord a big praise this morning. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Are you ready for a good week? I mean, seriously, it's not going to be just the, the normal type of week. I am believing God that there's some good things coming your way. I am believing God that not only will the favor of God be in your life, but I believe that you can see the favor of man in your life. Amen. Amen. Don't miss midweek, midweek service, Wednesday night. Not positive what's going on yet Wednesday night, but it'll be good. Um, we really focus strong on Teen Challenge on Wednesdays. And uh, it'll be a powerful night for, for whoever shows up. It'll be great. Um, next week, Super Bowl Sunday, here at the church even. And uh, it'll be really, really fun. Be a really fun day. I'll be in Owatonna, ministering in Owatonna next week. Um, and pray for me on Thursday. I, I'm going to be ministering to over 400 Teen Challenge people on Wednesday or Thursday, and um, just giving them, giving them the word, and, and just really uh, seeing breakthrough in their life. And so, uh, keep me in your prayers for for Wednesday. It's going to be a big day for them. It's going to be a a big day. Uh, for breakthroughs in their life. Let me pray over you this morning. Lift your hands up. If this is your first, second, or third visit, I'll meet you at starting point. It's right in the back and to your left. Starting point. We got a gift for you back there, and I'm going to personally go back there and, and meet you this morning. Father, I pray blessing. I pray favor and protection over every single one. Lord, just give everybody 
an awesome week. I thank you, Lord, that God's favor and man's favor is going to be all over every one of us. And we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys.